Welcome back to this tonight's episode wow. of Coffee in Christ. No we, countdown. No countdown. <laughs> we're going in it. Um, I didn't give Jackson much notice there. Um, but welcome, hello, shalom to Coffee in Christ. Well, shalom. And we hope you're having a great day, great week, great month. This is your year. This is your year. <laughs> it's the end of January. 2024. How's your resolutions coming? January feels like it's it's been forever. That's what Andrea said. She was like, I feel like it's the 74th day of January. <laughs> and I'm like, it feels like it flew by to me. I've seen so many quotes where it's like, why did January have seven months in it or something like that? I don't know. It's Maybe it was the snow, you know, for that week. It felt like time stood still. I don't know. For me, it felt long. but I, I think it's flown by. I don't hmm. know why, but... Well, teach me your secrets. Well, Actually, no, I don't want to wish time away. <laughs> it's a terrible thing to do. <laughs> well, we hope you're having a great day. Welcome back to this episode of Coffee in Christ. Continuing in Proverbs, but before we get there... Jackson, how's your week been? What's been going on? Tell us about your life, your ups and downs, and all the rounds. Aw. <laughs> hey, Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. It's Dr. Dylan. Um, <laughs> I did not enjoy that at all. So uh, this week, you know, it's the halfway, po- the halfway mark, and I think it's going pretty good. Um, work's been busy. Um... I don't even know. I can't even like. This is also second week of you know no headphones. We're just bare ears here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's going pretty good. They're, nothing's happened. I know that. Nothing like exciting has happened. It's just been kind of like the normal school. We'll wake up, work, go to the gym if can, school, sleep. Go, so go to gym if can. And, yeah. So that's like the the routine it has been this week. So it's it's been nice. But you know nothing, uh, nothing too crazy to just uh, go on about. So yeah, what about you? Um, it's been a good week. A little busy, but busy is good. Busy is good, and I don't mind is not good. <laughs> so um, no, it's been good. Um, the rain, I'm, I'm sick and tired of it. Let me just tell you, I've had it. The rain with the rain, and like, here's my thing: if it's gonna rain, rain. I mean, pour, but don't mist. Don't mm, just that's the bad spit rain. Spit sprinkles, and here's why I'm bitter about it. Here's why I've had it, because I had my truck detailed. Oh, and the inside still looks good. There's some stuff in my floorboard, but that's to be expected. But I had my truck detailed. Paid good money for that truck detail. Guy did a good job, and then it rained on the way home. Mm, and it's ruined. Like get a detail the next day. It's upsetting. It's physically upsetting to me. Yeah, I'm a I'm a truck nut. Truck nut. And I just don't like my truck to be dirty. And it's understandable. It's just it's I'm just done. I've had it. So anyway, that's my rant on the rain. But no work has been good. Um, I got a new driveway poured today at my cabin, and my house is coming along great. Doors and windows were pu- will be put in tomorrow. Mm. And then I picked out my front door yesterday, but I can't really remember what I picked out, so it's going to be a, a surprise. It's a surprise. <laughs> Listen, Dad wanted me to come by and look at it. I was busy. So I hauled it to Crossville, was at Cumberland Components for seven minutes, hurriedly looked through the doors, got back to my truck, and went back to Cookville. Like, 
And mom last night was like, what, what, what door did you pick out again? And I went, girl, girl? I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be a surprise to me also. But I picked out my cabinet colors. Oh. My wall colors. What's the cabinet colors? Gray. Okay. I'll show you what my kitchen, you, you all can't see it. You can just imagine Obviously. it though. We'll describe it. But here is my kitchen. This verbatim was what it will look like. Um, but the black fixtures and everything. And the backsplash will be the same too. That's what my kitchen will look like. Oh, yeah. Like I do like that. It's like a white with tan and black granite. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. a, like a reflective mirror gray subway tile for the backsplash. Then my floors are going to be a dark, kind of like your floors at your house. Okay. Yeah. A darker wood. And yeah. I'm going to have black fixtures. Black, well, I'm going to have black doorknobs, black hinges, a black, everything will be black. Oh, yeah. It's just modern. I should have closed my eyes so you could have described the it. The color to me. palette, I haven't picked out my color palette. Okay. And that's the colors of the inside of the house. Oh, I'll open my eyes. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those would look good. I like that wrought iron. I do too. That's cool. The laundry room. Very nice. I want the living room to be wrought iron, but I'm afraid it's going to be just too dark. Too much. And then the best part. <laughs> Except my shower's bigger than this, but that will be what my shower looks like. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I do like that. So anyway, I got all that done last night, so that was fun. But yeah, my new house is coming great, but the cabin doesn't really have a driveway. It has a road that leads to it, and you're just in the yard. So I've been parking in the yard for a couple months, and it's just, it's destroying it. <laughs> so I had a driveway cut in today and poured gravel. Poured gravel? Okay. I didn't know if it was gravel or like actual concrete or something like that. No, it goes from the road and it curves in immediately to the left and goes to the shed. Oh, okay. So it's not like a straight on of the cabin. It's like you pull in. So that way it doesn't split the yard up. So. That makes sense, though. So now I have a place to park my collection of vehicles. (laughs) Which is smaller than it has been. No, no, it's just been kidding. About, it's just been kidding. maintaining. I have four vehicles, so. <laughs> What's this fourth one? You are you calling that one your your grandpa's truck? Yeah, so I have an old. Well, that one that one's not there though, so that's okay. Yeah, but there I have three, but actually <laughs> in my collection I have four. Better than drugs, all right. So don't, don't come <laughs> at me. Don't come at me. Proverbs chapter seventeen it could be worse. <laughs> Proverbs, drugs. Proverbs seventeen. Proverbs 17. It is. We're going to be running like really fast here. Not really. But we do have some time uh, that we need to spend into our class. I don't know if anybody knew that. Me and Dylan are teaching the, the what's it called? The media room in Christian Cove. And so um, we do need to look over our material, though. Most so. definitely. So we're going to do what we can. Um, again, we're going to kind of keep the same little layout. Uh, we're just going to pick our ver- verses. Oh. Hope I didn't hurt anybody. Pick our verses, and we hope that you are reading along with us. Um, anywho, Dylan. Oh, you. Well, actually, I'm first. I was like, I think your your verses before mine. Well, we are in, as Jackson just said, Proverbs 17, and my verse is 12. Now, I'm excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, "Let a man." Meet a she bear, you heard it. A she bear. Let a man meet a she bear robbed of her cubs rather than a fool caught in his 
Foley. Is it Foley or Foley? I've always said Foley. Foley. I like Foley. I think, but I'll read it right. I think Foley's a different, completely different word. Let a man meet a she-bear robbed of her cubs rather than a fool in his folly. There. So first of all, let's talk about bears. I have a, a great fear of bears. Chronic. Just to be honest. Chronic, if you would say. Like, it's illegal to kill a bear during gun season in the state of Tennessee. Mm. The only way, only time you can legally kill a bear is in bow season. I don't bow hunt. It's too hot. I might because I have a crossbow now. Can't participate. Yeah. But I've never had a good bow, and it's also very warm, and that attracts moisture to me because I'm big boned. But if I see a bear in gun season, even if it's just strolling along, I'm going to kill it. <laughs> because I feel threatened. Like, just seeing one makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. They're, they scare me to death. Like, they're, what, what do you mean, come on? Have you seen their paws? I want to I wanna pull up a picture. You keep talking, though, and I'll just kind of... So, I just... I've never been a big fan of bears. Here's why. Fox and the Hound. That's a good one. I, I watched it. Fox and the Hound as a child. A young child. The bear in Fox and the Hound is terrifying. Terrifying. I would agree. Even to me, his 24-year-old man-child is still scary. But imagine a kindergartner watching it. So you just get to the scene where, I don't know how where the bear falls into the story, but you get into the scene where she leaves the poor, is it the hound or the fox? She leaves behind in the road and it's all sad. It's probably the fox. I, I think, but it's like, you know, and she leaves it, it's the fox. And the old lady is driving away and you get through the, the emotions of that scene just to be your world to be shell-shocked by a bear. But mm-hmm. bears are the scariest when they have cubs. So, think about this says, let a man meet a she-bear robbed of her cubs. So, you're strolling through the woods and you encounter a mama bear who is looking for her babies. Okay? She's going to annihilate you. She's going to rip your limbs off of your body and destroy you. (laughs) Thank you for the image. Sorry. (laughs) But then... It says, rather than a fool in his foley. So foley means lack of good sense or foolishness. So what, what's being taught to us here, and, and I guess the application as Christians is, it'd be better for you or us to encounter a bear and fight the bear than it would be for us to continue our life in foolishness and be caught caught in it right and what is this life of foolishness you know we're all we all make mistakes we all mess up but a life of foolishness is a life absent of god a life that you're living that has no respect of a greater authority no respect for god no nothing and people live like that like it's normal and it's not it's not normal to go through life without God, because you can't. It's just not possible. You know, I'm not a person that enjoys reading directions. I don't do well putting together furniture. (laughs) Nothing. Like, nothing. 
and I put together a TV cart the other night. Mm. And I didn't use the directions. Threw them away. Took the trash outside on the porch. Okay? Guess what I did by the end of the night? Dug through the garbage to find the instructions because I messed the whole thing up. But what I'm saying is, that's foolish of me. I have a road map that tells me, here's how you can successfully put this TV card together. And God gives us a road map that says, here's how you can successfully live your life. But we tend to not really pay much attention to it. So it's saying it would be better for you to fight a mama bear than it would be to be caught in a life of foolishness, to be caught in your folly. So think about the image that I put into your head of a bear ripping you apart. But in the end, God is teaching here, it's better to do that than be caught in a life without him. We serve an amazing God, a loving God, a faithful God, a graceful God. We could go through this all day. But we also serve a God who's jealous, and he wants our attention, and he wants our time, and he wants us to trust and follow him. So that's my verse. Don't be caught. Wait. It'd be better to meet a she-bear. I like the way the ESV puts it. A she-bear. Than it would be be caught in your foolishness so you know as you guys have watched spongebob make sure you draw your sea bear circle sea bear circle (laughs) (laughs) that was such a vivid and um you honestly you you wrapped it up really well there um you're like i want that one i was like okay but uh so skip down just a couple verses uh to verse 22 uh it says a joyful heart is good medicine but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. So I really want to just focus on a joyful heart is good medicine. I'm sure I'm not the only one, but most days if you wake up on the wrong side of the bed or, you know, insert some, you know, other uh, example, you might, it kind of sets the tone for the entire day, um, for a while at least, um, where you might feel maybe not up for it, not wanting to uh, to be as happy as you can be because you got you slept on the wrong side of the bed, you know. But it says here, a joyful heart is good medicine. You know, think of medicine nowadays. Um, we can do crazy things with medicine. Science is so progressed and so long, you know, um, where we can literally bring people back from the dead if which is crazy to me still. But, and that's the kind of impact that a joyful heart has. You know, if I wake up in the morning and I decide I don't want to be as happy as I usually am, and I go to work and I immediately, you know, get greeted by people and I'm like, oh, doom, gloom, despair, agony on me kind of deal. You know, how impactful am I going to be to their lives? If I'm just sad, if I'm just, you know, wallering in self-pity or something like that, if you know, because I didn't get enough sleep or another situation, then how am I ever going to, I don't know, be a good example, a good representative of Jesus to them? You know, I, 
I fully convinced or am convinced that, you know, that first impressions matter. And as well as if you tell yourself to, hey, I have so many things in my life for me to be joyful about, then no matter what situation you're in, you'll find the joy. It don't matter uh, how terrible it may seem. Um, if you look, you can find the joy. You can find the joyfulness, and that can act as medicine. People want to know why we're so happy, or that's what we should be. We should be happy, I would say, all the time. <laughs> that you do have your days, I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying we should strive every day to be that city light up on a hill, you know. You know, it, it's, you know, the nursery rhymes song is, you know, hide it under the bush. No, I'm a little lot of mine. You know, that's, that sounds cute, but it's just not true. You know, Jesus says we are, that he's the light on a hill, and we're supposed to be examples of him, representatives of him, showing everyone that, that light. People should ask us, I think, that why are we so happy every now and then? Because we have so much to be joyful about. We can provide, our joyful heart alone can provide medicine to somebody else, someone who needs joy in their life, who might not know Jesus or, um, I don't know, fill in the blank. But that's why this verse stuck out to me. I feel like uh, it is a good thing to at least remind yourself, a good verse to read when you get up in the morning to know that I have so many things to be joyful about. I should have a joyful heart because, you know, the fate of the world depends on it. They depend on us being representatives of Jesus so that we can lead them to the one who's, who can save them. So, that's me. Is it actually? Did I even tell you what verse I was going to say, though? Go ahead. My verse for Proverbs 18 is verse 20. It says, From the fruit... Of a man's mouth, his stomach is satisfied. He is satisfied by the yield of his lips. You know, you encounter so many people in, in our lives that say one thing and then do something else. I've met Christians who say one thing and then do something else. And we're all guilty of it. We all have our, you know, mistakes. We all, you know, are guilty of something like this sometimes. But this says, from the fruit of a man's mouth. Well, what does that mean? You know, the things that we're sowing, right? If out of my mouth is kindness, is grace, is love, is excitement, is, you know, all these things, then I'm planting good fruit, right? But then it goes on to say, his stomach is satisfied. His, his stomach is satisfied by the yield of his lips. Right? So when we're, and think about this. When we eat, we eat until we're full. When we're full, we're satisfied. And that's one thing too, that's, and this is a different podcast subject for a different day, I guess. But this whole idea of satisfaction, it seems like a lot of people in our life, and let's just go physical for a minute, you know, they're never satisfied. You know, they just got a really good job, and they're happy for a couple of weeks, and then they start thinking about something else, you know. And then 
they get another job and it's the one they really wanted and they're happy. But they're like, well, man, somebody makes more money than me. Man, somebody has more PTO than me. Somebody has fill in the blank. Right? When we're satisfied, we're not thinking about stuff like that. When we're satisfied, we know that we're happy with what we've done and we're not yearning for something more. And that's what gets us in trouble is when we as Christians yearn for something and we're not satisfied with the Word of God. Because the Word of God is a love story about Christ in his pursuit of us, okay, Old Testament and New Testament, and that should satisfy us enough. That should make us happy. That should overjoy us. And as Jackson was saying, give us something to be thankful for. We're blessed. And when out of our mouth is saying one thing, but we're not satisfied with it. So the true yield of what we say defines who we are. The words coming out of our mouth, if we're following up and we're doing it and we're satisfied with that, that shows who we are. That satisfies us, right? So I encourage you this week to be satisfied with the words that are coming out of your mouth. And how you can be satisfied with that is is speaking and admonishing the way Christ would have us to do. Building other people up, encouraging people, reassuring people, you know, celebrating their wins, doing all those things because that's what we as Christians are supposed to do. And that should satisfy us. And if it doesn't, then our priorities are wrong. If that kind of lifestyle doesn't make you happy, then something's wrong. Because that's the kind of lifestyle that Jesus lived on earth. And Christians were supposed to be Christ-like. That's literally our whole goal. And so that's kind of why I pick verse 20. Yeah, I guess I could have I should have went first. But verse 13, skip back up. Speaking of you know being satisfied with words. If one go gives, excuse me, I'm going to start over. If one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. You know, a lot of times I think just to like fit in, you know, and I'll put that in. We kind of, um, and when I say we, I also directly am speaking to me, <laughs> like to just say things that first come to our mind. You know, it might be in the moment. Um, I do this a lot that I need to, you know, stop on and think more of. But if something comes up, like a joke, a quick joke, or, or something that happens, and I fire back with something, um, you know, without maybe fully hearing to the, to the whole thing. It says right here, it's folly and shame, you know, shame to us, because we speak before we hear the whole story. This is how, you know, rumors get started, how gossip goes. You hear just a little bit, and you don't, you don't listen to the whole story, or you respond without even thinking, without even, you know, listening to what the person said, and digesting it, and, and giving a clear answer, something that you've thought of. Um, that's something that I definitely need to work on. And when I hear people talk that I need to be more attentive, focused with them, and then be able to answer them and be satisfied with my words. Um, that's, you know, words. And as you can tell through all of Proverbs is in our, our, our lips, our tongue, it's all can go either way. It can be used to bring 
life, and actually verse 21, it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. You know, that's, Proverbs has been kind of centered around that. Our words have so much weight, um, not only to our personal lives, but to, to those around us. There's death and life, you know. And their question is, you know, what will we choose? We've talked about, you know, us not wanting to, to choose the bad part because we might get ripped apart by a she-bear or, um, or it might be unsatisfying. But, but this week, uh, me and Dylan hope that you uh, choose to be satisfied with your words. Whatever you think, you know, when someone's talking to you, really think hard because what you say matters. What you say to them, being a joyful spirit, being being satisfied with, you know, why we should be happy, you know, and, and then telling people, you know, leading them to Jesus uh, to kind of give reason to why we act this way. So, um, so yeah. Dylan, anything else? We hope you have a great week. We hope that you're joyful, blessed. Satisfied. <laughs> and we will catch you on the flippity flip. Flippity flip. We love you. Bye.